Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode like I always am because I just love getting on here and being able to encourage your hearts in the Lord to talk about what God has been teaching me in this season of my life and and what I'm learning in the Word and all those fun things. So I absolutely just love that you're tuning in and I pray that you are encouraged and blessed. I pray that you are just pressing into Him in this season of your life. And God has just been showing me so much lately about how important it is to pause and make sure that I'm making time for rest and really just making time to spend with him because a lot of my life is devoted to doing ministry and traveling and speaking and doing different things uh, as far as ministry is concerned with the ministry that he has me a part of during this season of my life. And it's so important that I don't replace my time with him for those things because even though I'm at these events and we're having worship and we're getting in the word and all these things, that's not enough. And so I encourage you, if you are someone who is constantly pouring out and ministering and things like that, to make sure that you are making time to spend with him, that you are just getting in his word and in his presence in your own time. And I actually was talking about this a few weeks ago at a prayer gathering that I was at at my church about how important it is that we are people who shut the door frequently. And what I mean by that is in the word of God, where it talks about the secret place and where Jesus tells his followers to shut the door and meaning to get alone with God in the secret place, to shut the door, enter into that secret place. And it says that what is done in secret will be rewarded openly. And obviously that's never the reason that we go into the secret place and we have that intimate time with him, but it's just a product of spending time with him is that he does reward us openly and that'll look different for all of us. But yeah, it's just such a such a call to make sure that we are maintaining that intimacy with him and that we are making our relationship with him a priority and that everything we do flows from that place of intimacy with him. And so that's just been really heavy on my heart to not abandon this secret place, to make sure that I'm spending time with him, that I'm getting in the word and all those things. And I've just been sensing, and it's and I know it's not just me, I've had a lot of people say this, I've heard a lot of prophetic voices say the same thing, that there is just such an onslaught of discouragement against the body of Christ. And the enemy is always out to steal, kill, and destroy, to wear and tear us down. But I just feel like in this current season of life that we're in, that there is just a heavy demonic attack of discouragement. And I felt it personally. I know people in my circle have, people that I talk to, people that I watch online. And it's just been, it's been so heavy. And the Lord really warned me a few months ago, and I love that the word says that the Holy Spirit shows us the things to come. And he instructed me during prayer. I was praying one one time and he said, do not give in to a spirit of discouragement. And I was like, thank you, Lord, for showing me that that is a battle that I'm about to face, that he just showed me that the enemy was getting ready to just have an all out onslaught attack of discouragement. 
And so when it came, I recognized it. I knew what it was. And I love that the word says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and discouragement can be a stronghold. And what that scripture is saying, like we cannot fight a spiritual battle by fleshly means. We can't do it in the natural. It's a supernatural fight. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. And so prayer, worship, pressing into God's presence, putting on the full armor of God that Ephesians 6 talks about. That is so important to be able to stay standing in the battle, to not end up defeated. And I love that the word says that there's a scripture that says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph through Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge everywhere we go. And so I love the promise that he always leads us in victory. And so when we're yoked up with him, we are promised the victory, but there is stuff that has to be done on our end sometimes. And like I said, that's pressing into his presence, staying in the word, staying suited up in the full armor of God, being intentional in prayer. If you have your prayer language, praying in the spirit and the Bible says pray in the spirit on all occasions. And, um, I just think that's so important that we don't become lazy and just complacent in our prayer life. And I can say I've walked through seasons of my life where I have in my Christian walk, where I haven't been as fervent in prayer, where I haven't been as intentional to press into his presence. And and when you're being attacked with with such discouragement and heaviness, it is hard. <laughs> it takes more work, quote unquote work to press in, but it's such a, it has to be a priority for us to recognize what we're up against and then to fight against it, not just to, you know, let the enemy have his way and just give into it. And so I encourage you, if you are discouraged, if you've been feeling that and you're like, amen, Janice, like, I understand what you're saying. I felt it to keep pressing in, to keep pressing in, to go to him, to not give in to the spirit of discouragement because God has so much more for us than that. And that is not part of our inheritance. That is not part of the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. And yes, we go through hard times. And and the word says that we're going to go through hard times. That's just a fact of life. But it says to take heart because he has overcome the world. And so we're hidden in him. We are seated with him in heavenly places. There's a scripture in Ephesians that talks about how Jesus died and how he was exalted to to heaven. He's at the right hand of the father and how he is far above all principalities and powers. And I was in worship one day and I was thinking about that scripture. And I always am like, Jesus is here and all of those wicked, the wickedness, the enemy and all that is below him. And then it like, it dawned on me that it's not just below him. It is far below him. He is so much more superior. And the Lord is really challenging me to stop looking at the enemy and the Lord as if there knows to nose as if the enemy is any rival whatsoever to our Lord. He is so much more superior, so much more powerful. And we are seated with him in that place in heaven. And so we have to know our authority. The Bible says that he has given us the keys to the kingdom to bind and loose. And I share this scripture a lot because it's one of my favorite scriptures. And I feel like it's one that we don't get taught enough, but those kingdom keys to bind and loose, the word bind means to forbid and the word loose means to permit. And so we have that authority in the spirit to pray against things, to pray for things. And so it's so important when we're in situations and circumstances to say, God, give me your eyes for this. Open my spiritual eyes and show me what I'm up against so that I can fight my battle effectively. And I love that he did not leave us as orphans. He gave us his Holy Spirit so that we could 
commune with him so that we could hear his voice. The word says that his sheep know his voice and another voice they will not follow. We won't follow the voice of a stranger. So when we are in tune with his voice, we know his voice because we've spent time with him. We've trained our spirit man to know his voice and it's always going to line up with his word. That's a the first check mark when you're hearing something and you're like, is this the Lord? It's going to line up with the word of God. So you have to know what the word of God says to stay in the word. So you know what that is. But when we know his voice, we can trust that when we ask him, he's going to give us the wisdom we ask for because he promises that in James, if we lack wisdom, all we have to do is ask. It's not like we have to jump through loops or we have to do anything more than ask because that's all there is to it. And so when I'm in situations, I feel like, gosh, what is this Lord? And there's times where he's like, it's a spirit of jealousy you're dealing with. So then I come against that. Or it's a spirit of, um, there's one that I just had intimidation. Intimidation was one that I, the Lord really showed me recently that I was up against because I was really battling with some things. And he's like, you are battling against the spirit of intimidation. So then I was able to take authority over it and have the victory. And so it's so important to remember that our we never wrestle flesh and blood. The word says that we do not wrestle flesh and blood. We wrestle against powers and principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. And so we can't fight our battle in the natural. And a lot of times we do. It's through gossip and slander and all those things and and whatever. But the reality is those things don't work. That's just operating in the flesh. We have to fight our battles in the spirit. And that is through prayer and asking the Lord, show me what I'm up against. Show me what I'm dealing with. Open my spiritual eyes to know how to pray and then show me how to pray effectively. And he will because he wants us to have the victory. That's what he has given us is the victory. And I love the scripture in first John that says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And he did, he did that at the cross and he has given us his Holy spirit so that we can contend in this world. We don't have to give in to discouragement. We don't have to give in to those spirits of intimidation and jealousy and control and witchcraft. And there's so many different things that we're fighting against. And it's so important that we know what we're up against and then we fight against it effectively. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's just, that's kind of where my heart's at in this season, just because I feel such heavy warfare and I can sense it just in the world. I mean, I don't even feel like that takes discernment to tell. Like, I don't even think you have to be a believer to recognize that there's just such turmoil and division and all of that going on in the world. And so often what I'm praying like over my church body, over my ministry, over my family is for a spirit of unity. God, let us be in one accord so that we can come against the enemy. And um, the Lord's just bringing to my remembrance a vision that he gave me a few years ago. And I know I've shared it in other podcasts, but just for the sake of reminder, if you've heard it before, and also for those who maybe are newer to my podcast, it was a vision of a battlefield and it was twofold. So the first vision he, I saw was all of God's people on the battlefield. We had our armor on, but we were not standing in unity. We were looking at one another. We had our, um, like our shields were down. Our swords were in their sheets. Some of them were busted and broken and that we were just cutting each other up. We were, it was like the enemy knew if he could get us turned against one another, we would destroy ourselves. And we were doing that. And yet there was this battle raging on the field that everyone was not, no one was even paying attention to. And it was, and it was raging, but yet we were so fixed on one another and division and all those things. We were destroying ourselves. And then it flipped to another picture 
And when I share that for people who maybe are not familiar with that kind of language, for me, when I say a vision, for me personally, when I experience visions, it's like a picture in my mind. And sometimes it's like a movie. Sometimes it's like a picture. And that's how the Lord speaks to me and shows me things. And so the second picture that he gave me was the body of Christ fully suited up in the armor, standing tall, standing with our shields of faith linked together, facing the battlefield and marching onto the battlefield together in unity. And that is when the enemy was rendered powerless. That is when we actually made a difference in the battlefield and we actually saw those strongholds come down and those principalities and those powers come down. And I just think it's so important that, and I encourage you, if you belong to a local body of believers or if you're part of a ministry, to be very mindful and persistent in praying for unity because Division is one of the enemy's biggest tactics that he wants to use because like I shared in that first vision, if we can, if he can get us divided, we'll destroy ourselves and he did, you know, he can take his hands off and move on to the next thing. And so it's so important that we're operating in unity, whether that's in our marriage and our friendships and our workplaces, in our churches, our communities, all of those things. It's so important, whatever relationships we have that we are existing in unity and we are in one accord. So I was actually reading, I believe it was in Philippians. I was doing a Bible study with someone and it just, and I've read Philippians many, many, many times, but the one time we were reading it together, it just dawned on me how many times in that book that Paul talked about unity and how important that is that we function in unity. And we're just being about our father's business. That has been so my heart the last few years, especially I've been a Christian for gosh, 16 years, I think now. Yeah. So it's October when I'm recording this. I'm not going to release this until November, but I'm recording this in October and I got saved in October. So it's my spiritual birthday. So feel free to send me presents if you want. And um, so anyway, I've been a Christian for about 16 years and God is just, I love that I can look back at my spiritual walk and just see the growth that God has taken me in. And I encourage you to do an inventory, I guess, for lack of better words, to assess your spiritual walk. And my prayer is that you could look back over your spiritual walk and see growth. And if you don't see growth, I would really press into the Lord and and ask, you know, what's holding you back? What's hindering you? Because we should always be conforming to the pattern of the image of Christ. We should be growing. Like Second Peter 3.18 says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We should know more of the word. We should have deeper revelations and deeper understanding. And the Lord has really just taught me a lot over the years. And I just always want to be someone who stays teachable and just continues to grow in my faith because I never want to stay stuck. I never want to stay stagnant. The Bible says he takes us from glory to glory, grace to grace. And so I always want to continue be continually moving forward in my faith walk. And uh, that's just something that's really important to me. And I really believe is important to the Lord that we're continuing to grow and just know him better, to understand his word better, to just have a depth in our walk with the Lord. A few years ago, I was at a women's retreat actually for my church and we had I don't quite remember what our theme was. I think it was I think it was actually called Deeper Waters, maybe. Um, if it wasn't called that, it that's pretty much what we hit on that weekend was Deeper Waters. And the Lord gave me a poem during that time. I might have that recorded on an episode. I don't remember. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it was like he was showing me. Excuse me. I had to take a drink of water. My throat was getting scratchy. He was showing me that 
Um, there was a lot of people who have been standing on the shorelines for a long time. And it's like they were there. They, you know, had accepted Christ. They were believers. They were Christians. There wasn't a question of salvation or anything like that. But yet they refused to go out into the water. And then there were some people that, you know, were ankle deep in the water and they had experienced the Lord, you know, beyond salvation. But yet they really hadn't experienced the deep things of the Lord. And then it, you know, continued on. And there's a scripture that talks about ankle deep and knee deep and, and hip and then all in. I cannot remember where that was. I know we hit on that at that retreat, but it really was just a picture of like, where are we at? Like it was a really good assessment. Where are we at with the Lord? Are we all in? And I love that my pastors often use the, the phrase he's, he said often like with the Lord, we need to just nesty plunge into the deep end with him and not be afraid of what's out in the deep with him. And I love that Peter was, was willing to get out of the boat and walk on the water with the Lord. And that's a whole message that I'm, I'm not going to preach on, but um, just thinking about Peter and his boldness to ask the Lord to call him out upon the waters. And there's there's a song about that that says, You call me out upon the waters where feet may fail and fear may wander something. I don't know. I'm not going to sing it, but I feel like I need to sing it in order to get the lyrics right. But anyway, it's about stepping out of the proverbial boats that we're in. And those boats represent comfort and safety, you know, in our in and of ourselves. But God is calling his people to get out, to walk on the waters. And a lot of times Peter gets a bad rap because he, he, you know, started looking at the waves and, and then he started to sink. But Jesus was right there to grab him, pick him up and put him back in the boat. And so I'm always like, hey, you know what? He was the only disciple that got out of the boat. So kudos to you, Peter, because I just, I want to be someone who's walking on the water, who's bold enough to take risks, to be willing to fear or to be not to not fear failure is what I'm trying to say, not to fear failure and to be willing to step out, even if I don't understand what that's going to mean, what that's going to look like. And, and that is really where my heart is at. I feel like is just in a, in a posture of surrender. And that's like, I'm always like, Lord, examine my heart. Show me if there's an area in my life that I'm not surrendered in because I want to be fully surrendered to him. And I want to be someone who is about my father's business, who whose yes is yes and no is no. And that is one thing that God has really just drilled into my heart to make sure that when I give my yes, it's my full yes. And so if I give my yes to a project or to a commitment or whatever that is, like my yes, I weigh that very heavily. I don't I do not do things half-heartedly. And that is honestly a, a, a product of overcommitment in the past, just being transparent with that. And in times when I've just wanted to say yes to everything. My pastor actually talked about this on Sunday saying yes to a lot of good things, but not necessarily the best things or the God things. And so for me, when I'm, I'm presented with opportunities and, and things, I want God's yes on it before I give my yes, because I am someone who just very much wants to give and give and give and give of myself and of my time. And, and I just love people so much and I love the Lord so much. So it's so easy to just say yes to everything. And then when it comes down to it, it's like, you have to back out because then you have too many things going on or you end up burned out and exhausted. And so for me, I just want to know that I have God's yes on something before I give my own. And so a lot of times when people ask me to do things or whatever, it's like I don't get back with people always right away unless I know immediately that God's yes is on it. I will wait and see, you know, seek the Lord about it and then, and then let him show me if I'm supposed to do something or not. So, and it's, it, it's interesting because a few years ago, just sharing some personal testimony here, a few years ago, I became friends with 
someone who is a, was a life coach. She's not doing that anymore. But her and I had met up and I was just doing a lot of things at that time. I was doing a comedy skit with my sister and I was running a middle school youth ministry. I was also part of another ministry and working full time. I just had a lot on my plate and they were all things that I felt called to. And they were definitely things that God had me doing in that season. And I remember her saying, you know, write down everything that you're doing and then ask the Lord if there's anything that you're supposed to lay down. And I sincerely felt like there wasn't, but yet I felt like God was calling me into something new. I just didn't know how to lay other things down. And honestly, within a year, I wasn't doing any of those things anymore. The Lord slowly had me lay all of those things down so that I could really give my time and attention to stirred up, which is what he was calling me to. And um, just recognizing the seasons and knowing that, that the Bible says there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so for me, I was doing those things and I loved them, but yet I could sense in my spirit that like it was coming to an end, if that makes sense. Like it was time for those things to be done. And I think sometimes we hold on to things from past seasons because they worked and they were successful and fruitful and all those things. And we really, like I look back at the middle school youth ministry I did and I have so many good memories and God just used those things so much in my life to prepare me for what he's doing now. But I know that if he was calling me to lay it down, then the anointing wouldn't be there anymore for it. And so I don't want to ever do anything longer than God has called me to. I don't want to do things from previous seasons and my current season if God's not calling me to. And the Lord's been speaking to me so much the last few weeks really about just kind of been looking over my own life and in different things and where I'm at and where I sense the Lord is taking me. And it's just been like a lot of reflection of, of specifically regarding the word preparation. And so he's just been showing me how in the past he has prepared me for what I'm doing in this current season of my life. And even how now he is preparing me for what lies ahead. And it's just such a beautiful thing to have the hand of God on your life because he is so good and faithful and he does take us from glory to glory. And I'm so thankful he didn't take me, you know, from maybe my season of life five years ago to exactly where I'm at now, that it was a process. And I just want to stay submitted and yielded to that process. And it's so hard when we just like have a vision where maybe like the Lord has shown shown us of like what he has in store for us in the future. And we just want to be there. But there is a timing for things like the scripture I just said, that there's a time and a purpose for every season under heaven. And so I've just been yielded to that and trusting in his timing. And that seems to be a buzzword in the Christian world is like timing. And the Lord even told me a few years ago, like wait and timing. And in the waiting season and waiting for those things that God has, it's not an idle season. We're, we're doing what he's called us to in this season, knowing that he's preparing us for what lies ahead because he is too good to let us be thrusted into something that we're not ready for. And so even in my heart where I'm like, I really want to be in that season of my life. If I'm not ready for it, God, please don't put me in it prematurely because it'll, honestly, it could destroy myself and other people. And what we do has weight and it does affect people. And so I never want to do anything outside of God's perfect timing. And so just choosing to trust him and know that his timing is always perfect. Even when it feels like he is slow. One thing my pastor said yesterday that I loved is he said, God is patient. He's not slow. And oh, that just hit my heart because there's times where it's like, God, when is this ever going to end? Like for me being in my season of being single, now I've been single for over five years. And it's like, 
you know, I thought I would honestly just being transparent with you guys. I thought I would get in a relationship right away. And now looking back, I'm like, thank you, Lord, because I would have destroyed a man if he had brought someone into my life because I was so broken and so wounded and so hurt because of everything I'd gone through. And so I'm so thankful he didn't do that because it would have just been a mess. But even like now in, in the season I'm in right now where I really truly feel like my heart is ready, my I'm like... I'm ready for that. There's times where I could just like picture in my mind like a little timer and it's like the sand is almost running out and then it gets flipped again and then it's almost out and it's like, okay, Lord, are we, is it almost time again? And then it flips again and it's like, okay, Lord, I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not going to get weary in the waiting. And I have to speak those things over myself sometimes because it is hard to wait and, you know, trust that God truly is working everything together for our good. And so I stand on the truth of his word and his promises and one scripture for me that I want to share um, that has really been like an anchor for me is that he withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. And so my job is just to walk uprightly, to live a life that's surrendered to him and trust that he's not withholding anything good from me. So if there's something that I want and desire that he hasn't given me yet, it's because it's not good for me yet. And I trust his heart for me. I trust his heart for me enough to relinquish that to him and just say, okay, God, I know what you promised me and I know that it'll come to pass when the time is right. And so, yeah, lots of things on my heart. I just felt like I wanted to get on here and just share with you guys and encourage your hearts. And I just pray that you are staying encouraged, that you are staying in his word and in his presence, that you are staying in fellowship that you are surrounded with people who can pour into your life, that you can encourage. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. And it's so important that we do that for one another. And I know a lot of people right now with everything going on in the world have chosen to isolate or you know just haven't gotten back into fellowship. And I just think it's so important that we not only realize the value that other people bring to our lives, but for you to also know that you have value that you bring to other people's lives. And so that's like for me, just being honest, sometimes I'm ministering with my ministry Friday and Saturday. I'm exhausted by the time Sunday comes sometimes because I work full time on top of that. And then I've just started working out again. Um, Well, not just, I've been working out again. And so that takes up a couple nights of my week. And I have people that I mentor. I do a Bible study and host prayer things. And so like my life is very full doing the things God's called me to. And there are some Sundays, honestly, I don't feel like getting up for church. I'm like, Lord, <sighs> thank you for the opportunity to get up and to fellowship. And I honestly, I, I think this to myself when it's at times, this is not every weekend by any means. I am truly a local church girl and I love, I love the body of Christ and I love being in church. But there are times when I just don't feel like going and I remind myself I have something that other people need. And whether that's a word of encouragement or a smile or a hug, sometimes it's prayer, sometimes it's a prophetic word. However God wants to use me, I go to church expecting that God's going to use me to minister to other people. And I think sometimes we have the mindset like the church is about what I can get out of it. We kind of go in with our hands open like, okay, what can I receive but I feel like it's such a healthier place to almost have like one palm up and one palm down. God, I'm coming here to receive because I know you have something for me, but I also am coming to give because I know that I have something that's special that this body needs because 
Otherwise, there would be no reason for me to be part of this body. And so I always go with an expectant heart to receive and to give. God, I want you to use me. Show me if there's anyone that I need to speak a word to or I need to pray for. And so I just encourage you to kind of have have that mindset. Allow the Lord to change your mindset if you don't. And um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and pray over you guys. I just really felt like I was supposed to get on here and just pour my heart out. Honestly, I felt like I had a lot of things stirring on my heart and I... Um, honestly, if you know me at all, you know, I could talk for hours and hours, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to end this and pray for you and go to bed. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I really do count this podcast as a privilege to be able to get on here. And it's something that I truly don't take lightly, uh, because I know I'm accountable for my words. And so I don't get on here unless I feel like the Lord gives me a green light to record because I have, I have no interest, I guess, in just recording just for the sake of recording. I only get on here if I really feel like the Lord has given me something worthwhile to share. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and I am going to pray. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for all of the lessons that you are teaching me in my life in this current season and for every listener, God, what you are teaching them. Lord, I pray that this podcast would bear fruit in their lives. God, I pray that it would encourage, that it has encouraged their hearts. Lord, I pray that they would just see the value that they carry in the body of Christ. God, that they would just know where they fit. God, I just speak that over them. I just sense that, that there's some of you who don't know where you fit in the body of Christ. And I'm just praying that God reveals that to your heart and that you will begin to walk in the fullness of your calling and destiny in him. God, I speak blessings over every person on here. I speak good health over them. God, I pray that you would continue to grow them, pull them into those deeper waters with you. God, I ask that you give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you and that you strengthen them with might in their inner man. Lord, I just pray blessings over the rest of their day, over the rest of their week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.